Jerry McLaughlin. During the course of writing this, most of the, the uh, poets you've been listening to right now are all poets that, whose work is now in the public domain. But I've worked quite a bit with poets that are living or recently passed away or uh, have estates that uh, are still under copyright. I was very fortunate this last year to have the opportunity to work with a poet who lives not only in San Francisco but is very comfortable working with songwriters. Her name is jo Joan Gelfin, and she wrote an absolutely wonderful, delightful piece about going from being uh, jaded into accepting the fact that life is just wonderful. And I'd like to bring back Jesse Barrett to sing this song for us. It's called Cafe, and I hope that Joan is watching tonight. She was an absolute delight to work with on this piece. while he was in the trenches during World War I. He died a year later. This is a piece he wrote about that fear 
of dying, the acceptance of it, the love of it, the love of knowing that life and death are all part of a bigger cycle. I've asked Sam Bronfield to sing these for us. Sam, come on up. Except the love of death, except the love of death, if love. 
Shepherd to his love. It's based on a poem by Christopher Marlowe. And every time that Terry and I, by the way, um, during the course of this, these are songs I've never heard live because we've been rehearsing via Zoom. It is an absolute pleasure to hear your music sung live. I will never forget this experience. Um, this uh, every time we've rehearsed this on Zoom, I say, well, someone's gonna get laid. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm 
someone's birthday, uh, making clear to them that they, they were an absolutely wonderful human being, an, an admirable human being, and I'm dedicating this to uh, my first choral teacher in high school, Mr. Miller. So uh, this is Felix Antonius.
Jeremy Bachman. <clears throat> oh my goodness, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to do, during the course of this, three of my works in progress, things that I've been working on the, the last two weeks. And uh, they're not your typical pieces. Um, first off, I need to say I don't have permission yet to do these. That's one of the things that goes on uh, during COVID. A lot of the offices of uh, literary agents and uh, universities where poets work are all closed right now. So I've got a lot of emails and, and letters that have gone out saying I'd like to get permission. It's a very normal routine you follow. You, you sign up and get permission and uh, promise that you'll only do the material in the United States and you won't record it without them knowing and they get half of everything, blah, blah, blah. It's a very typical routine. But during COVID, there is no typical. And so I don't yet have permission for these. And because of that, I did not put these um, lyrics, these, the poems, on the uh, website that you've been reading for the program. I'm doing this, and if they were to be ceased and desist, I would have no problem with that. But I'm going to go ahead in good faith. This first piece is called Going.
up here again. We're going to do a song called Block City. It's based on the poem of the same name by Robert Louis Stevenson. And it's a wonderful poem written to a child about the creative things they can do and they never get punished for being creative. This goes out to my nephew, Daniel, who is one of the most creative children I ever saw. They became a tinker of cars now, a serious <coughs> tinker of cars. This song is especially about him. Cubes on 
Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's the name of the show. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Deja vu. I am once again on L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. How apropos. You thought you escaped, yet the status quo remains week after week. You're on L-W-A-F-L-M-O. See? Nothing's changed. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch a full-length movie with you, let us. And we want you to listen to the podcast and watch a full-length movie, a feature-length movie, on YouTube at the same time. Yeah. You want more information? The reason why we say the acronym at the start of the show is because that is the official name of our podcast. So if you'd like to subscribe as much as we want you to, go to L-W-A-L-F-M-O-Y-T. Why don't you make it an experience? We stream this show first on mutinyradio.fm. Uh, just go to that website, and you'll be directed to a live feed. You could cut and paste that feed into your streaming service, which is what I do on my podcast app. And you can listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where I'm from, or 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where Carl is from. I'm from. And make it a day. Yeah, well, that's where you're from. And uh, right before the show, of course, is a great show, The Edge of Insanity with Paul Brumbaugh. we just like to promote Paul Brumbaugh's show. We would like to promote Mutiny Radio with a go-to Venmo and donate to at Mutiny Radio. We also have a great YouTube channel. Uh, I have to promote it, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl's taken previous movies, previous episodes, sync them up. Yeah. Well worth a watch and a subscription. And we are, of course, on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? Okay, it is not a feature-length movie. It is The Castaways on Gilligan's Island. It's a TV show. Curse you for making me watch this. The Castaways on... (laughs) (laughs) 
Chris V, we haven't even started one second of this uh, hour, this 60, 70 minute long uh, full length movie, feature length. It's going to be a theme. Movie. Uh, the channel we like is MASHFAN72, all one word. So it's, you put in your YouTube search right. the engine, the castaways on Gilligan's Island. It's 1979. You're okay. not that in, and it's MASHFAN72. Hit the pause. By the way, we hate all MASH fans. That show's way overrated. <laughs> oh, do you think that's what they mean? 72? Probably. Yeah. He was born in 72. His parents made him watch uh, Gen X television, and he's a confused guy. <laughs> oh, by the way, this, this uh, television show, this movie is based on a television show. Uh, I just played the, I just went to the link. So, you know what, I'll, I'll save the speech, but go ahead, type in the Castaways on Gilligan's Island movie, and you'll get to MASHFAN72's page. Click the link, hit pause, move the timer back to 000, which is I am trying to do here in real time at the Mutiny Radio Studios. And once you are ready, we are going to count down, and at the same time, we're going to hit play and experience the castaways on Gilligan's Island at the same time. Uh, so, without further ado, to kick off our countdown, we please welcome the Paul Brumbot. So let's get this started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Okay, so, let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, Master of the Descending Numerals. The Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome, Mr. Paul Brumba? Alright guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. TV show. Not a movie. show. So this is the same original 60s uh, intro, but yeah. this is the 79 movie. You see how young they look right so he's, there? But he's older now. Right. Oh, so this is the original. Uh, but the original cast is not in this TV movie, right? There's one got replaced. Ginger got replaced. The rest of them, it's legit. The rest were like, the money's fine. The money's fine. I'll take it. But like Russell Johnson's being asked to reprise any 50s sci-fi movies. Here they are. There's the true star, the fucking asshole boat that killed them all. <laughs> so he's older now. Bob Denver. Alan Hale, no longer a junior. Jim Backus, the greatest actor ever. Nellie Schaefer, the professor of life. Ooh, also introducing Judith Baldwin as the replacement. Russell Johnson. And good old Don Wells, who probably has the best head on her shoulders from the castaways on Joe. Yeah, Island. yeah, she does. Now you let So this TV show was on during the sixties on CBS, but the popularity of the syndication for the next two decades, uh, they started doing new projects on other networks. So this is a there was a cartoon show on NBC, there was a Gilgan's Planet as well. There was like a seventies cartoon and an eighties cartoon. And then they started making T V movies. Well, you know this, Carl. I made you watch this and research this. Yeah, that's right, and you're nailing it. Um, and what's interesting to me is that this was a show on CBS, and what we're watching right now is on NBC. I bet you there was some scandal. Like, you know, no way are we doing Gilligan's Island again. Fine, I'll go to NBC. Will you just do that then? 
this is our generation's Breaking Bad spinoff on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, why don't you show it on AMC first? No, no, just that important story about Jesse has to be aired on on Netflix. So important. It's so important to add 90 more minutes of fucking Breaking Bad. Thank I you, Netflix. I enjoyed that, but, but you're right. It was unnecessary. I enjoyed it just because it was nostalgic. Is that the word? It's a little too young to be nostalgic, but... Uh... Yeah, back when the time that show was still on the air. I mean, it was all well acted and well done, but it's just whatever. I don't. It's Netflix is so disposable. I've discovered in in, uh, in quarantine where you go, whoa, there's a new Will Ferrell movie. All right, I'm gonna watch it. I watched it. Now I don't have to ever think about it ever again. Yeah, and, you know what I mean, like quality level. But guess, check this out, Mike. This is pretty cool. Uh, my sons are into Breaking Bad. The littlest one, just because the older ones are. They, they don't even, you know, understand yeah, sure. it. But, uh, by the way, full disclosure, one is 20 and one is 18, okay? I'm not raising uh, seven-year-olds watching, uh, you know, uh, crystal meth shows. <laughs> okay, so they insist go to the movie theater and watch this. This was – we saw this in New York and Yonkers on the silver screen. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, this new – what was the new one? El Camino? Is that what it's called? Yeah, right, El Camino. All right, we're missing the movie. We're Which missing is... the movie. Now, what's happening here is they had a tropical storm from the last reunion show. It washed them back onto the island. But now the hurricane made all of the fresh water salt water. Uh, so they have no water to drink. So they're trying to figure a way to dig wells. Right. Oh, Dunwell? <laughs> oh, no. He sits on the golf club. Now, listen, I got to tell you, all this whole stuff, it's not funny. It's not funny. Uh, the, the professor getting, uh, you know, the skipper getting bonked in the head, Gilligan saying stupid stuff. Now, the professor's got Are you the saying that you thought it was funny? No, it was not. Yeah, go ahead. The professors got the radio fixed, and now they're learning that they're calling off the search for the Minnow 2 because uh, they're, you know, they just think the castaways are dead. Ho, ho. Oh, that's a bummer way to start, though. The worst morning show ever. <laughs> now, Gilligan is the one that got them shipwrecked a second time, of course, so they're all giving them shit right now. Yeah. So, the Minnow 2, so the first TV movie, they left the island and they left right. on a newly christened minnow too and then the same thing happened as the minnow one exactly right they got blown back okay so now gilligan's moping around but he's discovered something this show is so stupid mike curse you curse you <laughs> he's found a propeller uh -oh. okay and an engine oh great gosh propeller <laughs> could it be a plane It's a tit. Oh, it's not. It's an extra. Ooh. <laughs> I thought it would be something extraordinary, but it's just a plane. It's a tit. Now, wow. did they not find this three years on the island, you know? Well, no, no, no. It landed the three hours trip to take to go back to civilization on the Minnow 2. That, uh, during that time span, the, well, I guess you're right. Yeah, three seasons. 
They never knew there was a fucking plane on the island. Right. It was he's right now. The professor's like it was overgrown by the jungle. Russell Simmons, uh, Russell Simmons, Russell uh, Johnson, yeah, the professor. He's like my favorite. Oh, okay. He's in a lot of B movies. Did you yeah. know that he was a serious ass pilot in uh, World War Two? Interesting. Yeah. So this must be easy. This must be therapy being on Billions Island. Experience <laughs> the horrors of World War Two and then exactly. spend your career, uh, you know. But it really was Good. hard because he was shot down. They were doing like this low-level bombing strafing run against Japanese military targets in the Philippines. And they got shot down. And Johnson broke both of his ankles. Um, he flew 44 wow. missions in the Pacific Theater during World War II as a bombardier. He wasn't the pilot. A bombardier Whoa. in a B-25. B now, honestly, doesn't he look like my late father after a couple of drinks? <laughs> Back when my dad had hair. With better hair, I was thinking that. Yeah, better hair. Yeah, absolutely. With hair. Let's, let's be honest. Oh, Gilligan's back on the grass. On every chance he gets, Bob Denver. He was uh, – so Gilligan, do you remember during the 90s he got arrested for smoking pot or prostitution or something like that? I think it was pot. So ridiculous. Oh, he's Gilligan. He's Dobie Gillis's pal. He's the far-out space nut. He's fucking yeah. Gilligan himself. He's the he's a man of joint. Fuck now look, he finds a machine gun. Look what I found. Ah! I hope... It's so not funny. <laughs> oh, no, you shot Ginger 2. Time to call it Ginger 3. Yeah, we got to call Ginger 3. Do you remember the Seasog in the first episode? It was like... The uh, Gilligan, the Skipper, too, and the rest. Yeah, that's right. No, no, they named everyone, but like Marianne. They didn't credit Professor Marianne was, Marianne. and the rest. Right. Yeah, now they didn't have time. She's going mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest? And then she, she goes, "What do you know? It's just your opinion." I love it. Uh, I told it much. Finally, jokes written by old. <laughs> you told my Twitter. I was going to say, jokes written by old Jewish writers sound better uh, spoken by old Jews. This was written yeah. by Jewish brothers. It was Al Schwartz, Elroy Schwartz, and the creator, the series creator, Sherwood Schwartz. And they all they all wrote it together. Like oh, in an hour. Yeah, I'm sure someone wrote it for them, and they just got their names on it and said, boom, here you go, NBC. I believe they wrote it. This guy worked in the industry. I mean, he this guy did Sherwood Schwartz. He did Brady Bunch. This guy knew what he was doing. We're definitely dipping our toes in Gen X waters. I mean, you could say that this is a boomer show, but I, I would say I watch Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island every day after school. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We had our reruns, and so the boomer shows became the Gen X shows. So a lot of them, Star Trek, yeah, right. a lot of them did. Well, we had a, we were ironic about it. We saw a totally artificial TV show. We went, "Whoa, that's a totally artificial TV show, man!" Right. That's not a real island. When you we were so ahead of everyone laugh else. Track. It's the laugh track is so ridiculous. They're cracking up over not funny things. Okay, is so a laugh track on this show on this movie. Yeah. It's a TV wow. show, Mike. Listen. <laughs> He's trying to talk to <laughs> Ooh, 
oh, I'm going to rip this movie and I'm going to get the best response. This is why I picked it. I'm sheltering in place. I haven't heard a real audience. La- I never heard a real audience laugh even before times, but I'm now not- I get it. Here, I'll get, I'll get to start telling my jokes. Did you know about that moron who went to a book burning and brought a Kindle? Don't you hate them? I'm going to do that, too. I can't. That's tell my jokes over this last yeah. track. <laughs> okay, you got time to write, Carl, but go ahead, by all means. Okay, so I'm going to wait. So they're going to hoist on a pulley the one of the wings, and they're going to try to reattach it. So there'll be uh, jokes of, like, um, you know, they're not saying lines. It'll just be the uh, pratfalls and stuff, and that's when I'll tell my jokes. Okay, sounds good. We're going to time this right, ladies and gentlemen. Please give it up for Carl. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's great to be here in the uh, Mutiny Radio studio. And, uh, you know, uh, guy, I got to tell a few jokes now, uh, if everybody's ready. Sit down, sir, please. Uh, just going to tell a few jokes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, my wife wanted to have makeup sex, <laughs> but I ain't wearing that shit. Hey, have I got it up yet? Damn it, it didn't work. <laughs> You're getting heckled by Bob Denver. Sex. But uh, I ain't wearing that shit. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Try to keep going. Oh, okay. Well, uh, this will be a funny one. I got to tell you, um, you know, my wife, she wanted to have makeup sex, but I ain't wearing that shit. <laughs> Thank you. Kill it. <laughs> it's be a little dark, but uh, David Bowie, yeah, he's dead to me. Oh, it didn't work. He's dead to me. You know it. That is it. Well, the crowd loves you and hates David Bowie. <laughs> Speaking of dead, everybody on this show is dead, right? Except for Don Wells? Uh, Jim Backus? Probably. Um, uh, yeah. Bob Denver passed away. Yeah. Bob Denver. Bob, De- Bob Denver. Five. And um, Skipper died in 1990. Um. The professor died in 2014. Mr. Howell, um, I don't have a, Mrs. Howell died in 2013. You know what's really endearing? Wow, that's recent. Marianne took care of a very sick, um, uh, no, I'm sorry, that wasn't 2013. Marianne took care of a very sick Mrs. Howell. She was her primary caretaker when she died. She went, this woman is a mensch. Um, She was sick. She needed help. Now, she could have had plenty of help. She was a very rich woman. But, um, but it was, it was, it was uh, Dawn Wells who was by her side until she died caring for her. Wow. So that's 50 years after working with her. Yeah, she uh, became a primary caretaker. Well, good for that's cool. That's great to hear. Yeah, I like Don Wells. I like the cast too. They're eccentric people, you know. Uh, Jim Backus, I know, of course, from yeah, Mister Magoo. And but the thing, look, they're all funny. Maybe not Ginger, but this show sucks and is not funny. They're wasting their talents. There is a few good scenes, but it's very rare. You know, you sound like uh, Robert Reed on this cast on this 
set of uh, the Brady Bunch. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, I'm a Shakespeare actor. I <laughs> can't believe I have to play Mike Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were three curtain uh, calls. The first telephone. Three curtain calls. My Othello will be remembered in the halls of theaters. Yeah. Really? In the aisles? No, the halls of theater. Oh, the lobby of theaters. Uh, no! no. <laughs> you saw Galaxy Quest, right? Yeah, I have. Well, the one who was spoofing Spock. Did I just quote it? He goes, how did I get here? He, he's doing it again. He's having a breakdown. I did Othello in the thing. There were three curtain calls. There were three curtain calls. Oh, that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so the battery that sounds pretty good. They're doing yeah. what they always do. Kick ass, spin a magnet, make electricity, and it's going to be enough to start the plane. Now, one thing that doesn't make sense, but who cares, is there is no runway. So they couldn't have just taken right. off like a spaceship, but they will. The do you best... think the guy who created Peloton was like 12 years old watching this going, this gives me an idea? <laughs> The best thing about this scene is while they're doing the biking, uh, Ginger's boobs shake like a church bell that's being rung. Talk about Ginger, too, huh? <laughs> Read the Ginger, too. Let's see if we see it now. Hold on. Dong, 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 dong. Well, I guess we missed our thing because they're all rolling. Now, of course, Gilligan will get stuck. Right. While the plane's taken off. Yeah. Oh no, it's good. Well, they should just leave that fucker. Look at right? the they ever Was there ever an episode? Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm gazing. I'm gazing. They have to put goggles on to watch those. <laughs> Where did they get those suits? So they can't. They should just leave Gilligan on the island. Hell, the, the show would have been like a one season, done, one and right. done if, if it wasn't if they for Gilligan my advice. screwing up everything all the time. They would have been off that all island. All the time. It's repetitive. Yep. So Gilligan is. Well, I have a question, Carl. If it, he's right, there he is. Come on, Gilligan. It's so fun. I heard when you grab Alan Hale's hand, it feels like holding like ham. Like it, it's like cold. <laughs> yeah, little buddy. Hey, little buddy. There you go, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. How, again, like, how did they find this plane that's been there for decades? Exactly. So my question is that if it was a three-hour tour, how come it takes me 30 seconds to ejaculate? Oh, I mean, their clothing, their clothing. Sorry, let me ask you again. Minnow. Ooh, look at that. Wow. There's a matchsticks. I wouldn't say that that was a miniature, but it looks like matchsticks on the door. So it was a three-hour tour, and... It only takes me 30 seconds to ejaculate. So, I mean, what's up? Didn't the producers think this over? Well, people would always say, like, <clears throat> where do they get the clothing? Or, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Where do they get the absolutely. aviation jacket You're and goggles? To suspend disbelief. It's just a stupid show. Okay, right. this is kind of funny. How's it going? <laughs> the professor's going to tell him, like, we're going to crash, essentially. And he goes, don't tell anyone it's a panic. Don't say a word. So Bob Denver's like, I won't say a word. It's it's one of the only funny scenes. My 
Yes. No, don't. People start a panic. No, I don't want you to say <laughs> one word about this. Not one word. Believe me, I won't say one word. One word, right? Uh, so, right, one word, I gotcha. Watch. He's not saying one word. <laughs> He's just passing out parachutes. He's just putting out the parachute. <laughs> <laughs> I hope mine is custom made. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so now yeah. here's the here's more of the joke. Okay, it's very yeah, rare that was a funny moment in the film. Gotcha. Do you think that was the funniest moment of Gilligan Island? Uh, Gilligan? Uh, there'll be another very funny scene in which Alan Hale starts doing a hula dance. <laughs> he really does a great acting job at it. Oh, yeah. He's great. He's like the Andy Richter of hula dancing. You ever see Andy Richter do the hula dance in uh, Cabin Boy? Yes. Yeah. This is how a woman dances or something like that. It's been a while. It's been a long I think while. I know more. I think I He became a cabin. I remember more Gilligan's Island. Yeah, a cabin man. But what was it? It was like a All right. <laughs> it was a, a, like a goddess in a, in a cave, right? Right. He wandered in. And magazine. Yeah. And then remember the husband comes home, <laughs> right? Who had like a hard day? He worked. He worked at some store or something like that. He's still in his outfit. Yeah, that's a great movie. I I saw that recently, Cabin Boy, and uh, I watched the the commentary. Well, they had like a little featurette on the DVD, and uh, I saw that in the theater. And there was one point in Cabin Boy where the movie just grinds to a halt. Wait, watch this. Like, I think it's from the Giant Cupcake. Uh, okay, uh, I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching Ginger. You see, he's got the suitcase, then poof, the suitcase disappears. Oh, yeah. Oh, that must have been some continuity. I asked you to jump off an airplane dressed as Gilligan holding a suitcase. Not no, the... Sorry, Mr. Schwartz. <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to have to reshoot. Mr. Schwartz, we don't have budget. So you saw the commentary of Cabin Boy, and you were saying the cake, what was Oh, it? that, uh... Well, no, for me, when I saw him in the theater, the movie grinded to a halt when the giant, when he started to hallucinate and he saw like a giant cupcake spitting tobacco and he's like, oh. I said, you know, I don't know where you're going with this anymore. It's just done. But I recently watched it like two years ago and uh, it's, it still holds up. Maybe I should rent they it. They tell a story about Alfred. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't hurt. Honestly, that, that movie is fun, fun to watch. Al Albert Molina, the famous uh, actor, uh, plays uh, like one of the professors, like has a very short role, small role in it. And during the commentary, they said that he thought he had a much bigger role. Uh -huh. He thought he was playing the captain or something like that. And he was really pissed off to find out he was like in two scenes, one scene. You know, that's funny. It kind of parallels Ginger. You see, Ginger's agent told her that she was pretty much going to be the star of this show. It was going to be her star vehicle. It was going to be all about her, you know, and they were, uh, it would focus on her. And then when she got there and started the show, did, you know, do the pilot and everything, it wasn't about her at all. She was just one of the people. She was sulky and pissed off, and that lasted all three years. That's why there are new gingers. She's like, reunion show, screw you.
Wow. I'm here, I'm here for the pilot Ginger's Island. <laughs> oh, boy. Swartz. Get Swartz. <laughs> well, speaking of match fans, there's a famous quote. Uh, they were interviewing an actress who was playing a nurse, and they had asked her, well, what's the show about? And she said, well, it's about a nur- bunch of nurses and their friends, uh, you know, working in a mobile uh, medical union. Unit. And it's a famous quote because, yeah. She she kind of said the show is about her and her friends. Right. She just played a nurse. You know, she wasn't really any of the main characters. Okay, so... That's a good acting story, I guess. Here is another funny joke. Are they, Gilly, oh, no, this is oh, the second final funny joke? They're back on the island. Here, let's... We must search for Gilligan. Oh, well, of course. What would a party be without Gilligan? <laughs> 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 all right that was joke she goes we have to look everywhere high and low and gilly go goes just look high it's You're like deborah are you still smoking on set <laughs> wow he was walking on air dobie gillis's buddy yeah, he got busted for pot. He became like a pot icon at one point just for yeah. that. So he, after Gilligan's Island, fair. he went back to West Virginia and he was on an FM, he was an FM radio personality. Um, and he ran an oldies format radio station with his wife. Oh, um, that's cool. Good for Gilligan. Oh, look, what, what the? You castaways. Yeah. Yeah, what happened is they saw a plane on their radar, which wasn't expected, and then it dropped out of the sky. So they sent a boat to rescue, and they're freed now. Wow, good for them. I guess, but it's really bad for a show because they didn't do anything. It was coincidence. They were able to get the plane out in the air. Then those gentlemen saw it, officers. Oh, and they yes. came. So yeah. they, they did. Yeah. You're saying this is an awkward start to the this full-length movie. Okay. What this is... You're is saying this is a full-length movie. Listen, this is a television pilot for The Castaways on Gilligan's Island, which is a hotel. The Castaways. Here it is. I've got to play it. It's so cheap, a voiceover. That's their hotel that he bought, he built. No cars, no television, no electricity. Just the way we lived when we were shipwrecked on this island 15 years ago. And I was very generous, my dear. I made our fellow castaways partners on this island. Okay, so we've got our setup now. Very generous. They now run a hotel. As you said, so this was voiceover, either it was a voiceover or that the moccasins are so loud. Their voices booms from the heaven over the island. Yeah. Oh, there it is. It's tattooed. The, the boat. The boat. So when the Gilligan, they, the Gilligan. When they were back in society, they didn't say like all go their separate ways. They they said let's continue to live on the island. It'll just now be a resort. Now these are guests, including Tom Bosley. There he is from Happy Days. And Marcel wow. Lopez. I, yes. There you go. Bob Newhart. Simpsons. 
And then the other people. Yeah, and the other. People. So this is a straight rip of Fantasy Island and Love Boat, where they 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 come on the boat or they come on the island. Right. They're literally leaving a boat and coming on the island. Did you see that There's kid? Plane on Fantasy Island. Yeah. You assume, like we all do, that he's a a child of one of the couples that just got off, but he isn't. He's like a I... stowaway. You're kidding me, Gillian, what an idiot. There was an extra person on a fucking motorboat? Yep. I didn't notice, Skipper. Well, that's the thing. Like, wouldn't they have a manifest of who their guests are? Yeah. Meepy manifest. <laughs> you, uh... <laughs> you know what? My, you would appreciate this. My kids were in the car in the back seat, and they started making fun of something. I couldn't hear the whole thing, and they were like, ah, ha, ha. And they go, yeah, front 242. Ha, 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 ha. And I was like, I love that band. And they went, oh. Wah! <laughs> <laughs> So I'm the butt of Come something. on, man. Don't you remember their music video for Single White Female? Yeah. <laughs> then they get the man. Hey, poor. Oh, here you go. Hey, poor. You don't have to be poor anymore. Poor. Jesus is here. Okay. Well, it was very important in the 80s to make fun of uh, preachers by sampling them and putting them on over techno beats. In the 80s, all those preachers had become right-wing Christians, and so therefore it was apropos for the time to be criticizing. To sample them, yeah. Okay, these so this, are this is like their, uh... and they bring bad luck. And the stereotype, who's really like a Hawaiian person, being a stereotype is right. warning them against the bad luck. And the professor's like, ha, 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 ha. And that will be our ending. We're Gilgis Island. Yeah. Oh, so that's how they get, they wind up back. In, so everything goes to shit at the end of the episode. Well. Wait a minute, Carl, if this was a pilot, if this was a pilot, then it would have to end it open-ended, right? They couldn't be deserted on their island again. No, they're Because not. it was going to be a second episode. That's right. They're just... Yeah, no, the the bad luck of the masks is like a dumb gag to wrap up the show. Oh, so that's, those masks are the, are the reason for their downfall. No, it's just a dumb, it's not the movie fart or something. It's just a dumb ending. Gotcha. Okay, look at Boswell. He's all in a business suit. It's hard, okay, wait. We'll be right back with a nice, comfortable cot for your son. Son? What son? Yes, the boy that came off the cruise ship with you. <laughs> He's not ours. He must belong to the other couple. Set up. Interesting. Tom Bosley. Bo How do you pronounce his name properly? Bosley. Bosley. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, Mrs. Cunningham, the actress, uh, she, she didn't get along. He was like an asshole to her. Right, and one time I saw a uh, candid camera thing, and they were playing a trick on him. He was thought he was there for a business meeting. He's smoking a cigarette, and he was bossing everybody around, and they still showed it to us. And then we got the gag, and he goes, ah, ha, ha, you kids. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> can't pull one off the old boss. One of my favorite uh, bad movies is called Million Dollar Mysteries. Mm -hmm. which was sponsored by Glad Bags, which had Tom Bosley as the spokesman back in the day. Oh, right. So, the, so Tom Bosley plays a character like Jimmy Durante in the Mad, 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 Mad World, where he dies at the beginning. Uh, but he is 
stowing away $1 million in glad garbage bags. Uh-huh. And then he dies. And then people have to find the, the, the glad garbage bags full of money. Set up. And they keep saying glad. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. Well, I have to say, Carl, I did have seen this uh, as a kid in 79. And I do remember this storyline very well. As we heard in that voiceover, Gilligan's Island Resort doesn't have a telephone. Right. But there's one in the uh, lobby. So Bosley, who's going through FOMO, FOMO, his fear of missing out, he has to make a business call, and he discovers that there isn't a phone on the island. Right. It's a hidden phone. I still remember that. It's a little funny how he finds it. Basically, what's going on now is a setup that he is a businessman, he's in real estate, and he just can't keep his mind off. You're on vacation now. You haven't had a vacation in 19 years. Loosen up. Sounds like every Adam Sandler movie I watch. (laughs) I can't enjoy this vacation. Yeah. Helping you. Yeah, sure. If I'm there watching them. Boom, boom, psh. and the skipper, Mary. Denver replaced Woody Allen in the original Broadway production of uh, um, Play It Again, Sam, which we know from right. Bogart's, the man with Bogart's face. So, yeah, and uh, well, Woody Allen made a movie version of that. I think he wrote the, the play, yep. I believe. Yeah, he replaced Woody Allen in the play, and Clive Barnes from New York Times said he was um, a genuine clown-like wistfulness uh, and that, that Barnes had found lacking in Allen's own performances. So Gilligan did a better job. <laughs> so in conclusion... Gilligan is better than Woody Allen. Yeah, for Play It Again, Sam. Yeah. Play It Again, Sam, I haven't seen that in a long time, but it was like he's a movie nerd who can't get laid. Right. And uh, he likes, yeah. It's been a while. You know, you know, there's no quote, Play It Again, Sam. It's like, Sam, I want you to play it in a certain manner or some shit like that. It's like Hamlet, you know. I know right. Horatio, I knew thee well with it. Oh, Marissa Wallace in a bathing suit. Yeah, there's nothing more ugly. Mm-mm. No, man. Come on, she's piece, not a man. pretty no, What a body. You saw her tongue in Google. Oh, three. shut up. <laughs> look, she's looking at her so low-cut she's got no cleavage. Right? Look oh, Jesus Christ, man. I'm seeing total... I'm so, that's so offensive. There's totally cleavage. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Man eyes of course it's cleavage <laughs> oh wow so there are kids so wait a minute so there's a lot of people on this island yes. it's not just the four people that got came in oh, that's what that's what Howell was saying he built a hotel here and they have a business now it's on the island but everybody can come they they leave for from right there's a cruise ship that comes by. Or from Hawaii, a three-hour tour. He'll be here. So that was, but I mean, the skipper came up in a motorboat that held like five people, well, and there's already like fifty people. There were only five guests. I mean, including the kid. Right. 
By the way, he's probably my kid, and I just realized he's missing. <laughs> oh, shit. That's my kid. He's in a TV for TV movie. I was wondering where he was. <laughs> it's a very dumb uh, subject. He's looking over. I got to check out the script for Happy Days, season 18. Okay, so now Whatever the happened to Chuck is Cunningham. hungry, right? See, he's been he's been hiding. Right. Yeah. Hungry for coconuts. Oh, he's cuckoo for coconuts. Oh. <laughs> right, Skipper's like, fuck yeah, if I had a hot dog stand on the island 10 years ago, I'd be set. Never leave. <laughs> what Skipper's doing right now is basically he's he's serving everybody. They take care of the guests. Ew, he had his hands all over that burger. Yeah, he's totally he not stealthy. Four days, that's gross. Yeah, no, it's not Fanny at all. Did you see that? He just ate one of the guests' french fries. <laughs> I know. It must have been at that place by my job. That's happened to me. Someone's serving up your food and they eat one of your french fries and they hand it to you. Oh, it's happened. Oh, really? What do you do? What do you do? Yeah, well, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Say... <clears throat> I hate to say it, but, you know, you're in trouble with your job. I want this free. I get it. I get it. Yeah, but I get it. I mean, maybe uh, I've, I've worked restaurant jobs where I'm starving to death and I would eat the leftovers. I've done it before. Mm -hmm. Not the greatest thing. <laughs> I'm not proud. Oh, this is funny. That's 400 miles away. I'm All right. Oh.
What an actor. Ooh. Oh, pay dirt. So, Gilligan, are you trying to tell me there's no Wi-Fi on this island? There's no Wi-Fi on this island. It's in the Look, He's got to get a quarter. Yep. <laughs> For those of you Our operator, this is, this is Tom Bosley. Right. That's right. Yes. See? You're exactly right, Mike. Hello, operator. We'll keep trying. Hello, operator. It's a Tom Bosley. Yeah, no shit, this is Tom Bosley. Who else sounds like you? Now, Marion. <laughs> I'm looking for... Happy Days, first season. Yeah. The first season of Happy Days, Carl, was, was basically about Chuck Cunningham and his younger brother, Richie, and his parents and, right. you know, Joni. And they happened to know a greaser from the 50s who, yeah. who uh, moved into... No, Chuck moved... Yeah, that's only because Chuck lives in the apartment, right? Because the, the guy left. The actor mysteriously Roger. disappeared. Yes. Okay, this is going to be actually another funny scene. Um... Hi. Oh, you could tell. I've been looking for you. Well, I've been right there inside the tree. Inside the tree? Yeah, I was making a phone call. Oh, here's your suntan lotion. Well, a nervous breakdown? It was bound to happen. No, honey, I'm not having a breakdown. It just so happens the only phone on this island is in that tree. It's hidden there in case of emergency. Oh, isn't that clever? An unlisted tree. You know, I tried to call the office and nobody's there. It's just as I suspected when the cats away, the mice will play. Henry, you forgot about... That, now it starts getting not funny again. You know, maybe I should play you a not funny segment because I'm just playing the good stuff. I can't believe we're watching a full-length movie that has a soundtrack, Carl. This is a full-length movie uh, first. This is a TV show, and it's a pilot, (laughs) and it has a laugh track, and it starts with Gilligan's Island theme. It's not – this is a – Look, you're just mad. You're just mad because the movie theater manager in 1979 would not give you a refund when you went to see this full-length theatrically released movie. Right. I didn't come here for TV, sir. You're going to have to run (laughs) under Hollywood. I do. Ooh, Battlestar Galactica. Well, they were, I mean, Battlestar Galactica was the famous, uh, they, they took the pilot and they added it the second episode and they released it as a theatrically released movie. Right. Uh, during during the whole Star Wars thing and they got sued. And I, I've seen it. We watched it for Bad Movie Night years ago in the dark room when we did live riffing. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible. It's the same conceit. You have these big production numbers and then suddenly the show, the movie dissolves into a TV show or a backdoor pilot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's going to the managers and she's saying, can you help my husband loosen up? I mean, all he's thinking about is business. And they're like, we'll see what we can do, ma'am. Obviously, they are not thinking of business if they're fucking playing. There's one rule in the the, uh, hotel business is that you don't get high on your own supply. (laughs) You don't play your own shuffleboard. Right. You should be fucking managing. Backus, he looks good. Seventy nine. You see how they're like talking to a two by four. Yeah. Is that going again? That's not a two by four. That's uh, Marcia Wallace. (laughs) Jesus, you are so wrong. 
listen, it's sexist to say that. And two, her cleavage is great. <laughs> a pig man, only a pig man would say that. You, you, you. Yeah, she has great tits. You objectify women. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> it's Ginger, she sings, and she massages? There won't be a happy ending. This is 1979. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason why you went into the massage bar right then. Yeah. It was on the sign. Help. You jerk off to me. You likey, likey, wanky, wanky? Oh boy. Look at that Bosley, man. He's hiding his tits. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen him with exactly his shirt off. Right. The father of happy days. This is the first movie, Ted. Now, oh, the only way you can see this movie is either on YouTube or at the Library of Congress. <laughs> Carl, I know I made you watch this movie and research it, but this was uh, there was a more famous Gilligan's Island TV movie when the Harlem Globetrotters land on their island. That was the last one ever. Interesting. I couldn't find that one. I would have, but I do remember this as a kid, so I kind of picked this one. Listen, we just sat through. If you guys have been listening to our previous episodes, last week's episode was fucking Carnosaur. And the week before that was the same director with his goddamn brain dead movie. Yeah, so yeah. this is a fucking relief to be watching Gilligan's Island. I, this is like a, a aperitif, I get, right? An intermezzo. It, Mike, it was just really to clean the palate. Departure, though. I mean, it's uh, okay. Look, here's some not funny stuff. I'll show you how not funny it is. What's even worse is I haven't had a nibble yet. Okay. TV, Mike. <laughs> well, I mean, this is all shot. Didn't they build the set? Oh, that kid loves it. That kid is so poor, he has to go fishing with a stick and rope down in the island. No, he's playing hide. Oh, there's his suitcase. Playing hide away. Yeah, this lagoon, we saw it in another movie. Uh, was it Ape? There was this lagoon oh. was in one other film we saw. Now, is this shot in, like, CBS Studios? Wasn't it, like, the original island was built in uh, Los Angeles, where the Price is Right uh, studio is? Yeah, and the Lagoon it's, set itself was in um, Studio City, uh, California, and it was right next to a Los Angeles freeway. And it was a real pain in the ass for the sound engineers. I bet. They would have to shoot. Unfortunately, they had a budget. Uh, during rush hour, and they would always be doing retakes because a, a car would show up or a horn. That's so funny. Yeah. But you would figure as a theatrically released full-length movie, they would have the budget to kind of yeah. prevent that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we deviated from the norm. Yeah. I owe you one. You, you get to pick a movie later. All right. Yeah. All right. 
We have the next two weeks tied up there. They were going to name Gilligan Willie when they were like when Schwartz was writing it way back when. Yeah. And, uh, okay, no, no, I got that wrong. He didn't have a name, and he found he just flipped open the uh, phone book and he found Gilligan, and he thought that's funny. I'll do right. that. Gilligan's Island. So then Schwartz had the name Willie written in his notes. It was Willie Gilligan. But Bob Denver was like, no, 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 no. Gilligan is a, the character's first name. And so they agreed to disagree, and they said, we'll just call him Gilligan forever for the whole show. So the creator thinks his name is Willie Gilligan. Because I have heard that story that the first name is Willie, and that Gilligan is his last name. But for Gilligan, it's his first name. That's the thing. So they only Jeez. ever call him Gilligan. And Skipper's character's name is Jonas. Really? They only said it twice. What about the professor? The professor, yeah, he's uh, Roy. Wait, 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 wait. I have, yeah, here it is. Professor Roy Hinckley is his real name. Roy Hinckley. Oh, yeah. He had to change it when, uh, after uh, Reagan got assassinated. Uh, <laughs> Hinckley. Hinckley. Well, they just. You know that happened. The, yeah. The greatest American hero, the, the character's last name was uh, Hinckley. And then when the president got shot, they had to change his name. So the next season, he had a different last name. <laughs> Switching horses right in mid-gear. Yeah. Here, look, here's more not funny. Wrong, and I was right. You were wrong, and I was banker, Gilligan. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, the important thing that we do is search for this boy and find out who he is and what he's doing on the island. Right. So we'll split up and tell the others to be on the lookout for him. Who are you going to tell well, I'll tell Marianne and Mr. and Mrs. Howell. I was going to tell Marianne and Mr. and Mrs. Howell. This would happen every week again. Do you think it would have been an hour show, Castaways on Gilligan's Island, like Blood Boat and, and uh, Fancy oh, Island was an hour? Question. Good question. Oh, here we, we have, have something that's lines. slightly funny. We're fucking 1979's aerobics? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gilligan will start doing. Oh, he's, I don't know why it's funny. He's he's funny. Right. Bob Denver is a funny guy. No, he's yes, better than Woody Allen. I thought we'd not. Gilligan is not funny. Did it bend over backwards for the show? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> There's a white boy in the window. Boom! He's, yeah, he's looking at the butts. It's me in 1979. Who are you looking at? That? It's a little funny. It's a little funny. Uh, yeah, well, uh, it's hysterical, apparently. Apparently. Do you remember on The Odd Couple, the soundtrack, those shows, there was always like a distinct laugh in the soundtrack, on the left track? I did. Like if some guy in the aisle just had it. Well, Carl, you're familiar with the open mic show, and you're familiar with comics in the back of the show. Yeah. And you're familiar with the one comic who has to call attention by having a very distinct laugh. <laughs> so you'll, you'll say a joke, and Mike Spiegelman, <laughs> You know, and it, it's to the point where it's just like, hey, guys, remember, I'm in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this one guy, his name's Brandon, 
uh, Brandon Wonderlick. And he goes, ah, I love when I hear his laugh, though. It's not the same thing. He has a very distinctive laugh, but I know I've got a hit when he's laughing, and his laugh is so clear. Oh, that's good. Okay, so... Usually uh, I'll have the comics who... Um, yeah. Just for the plot. The professor found made in Chicago, Illinois, in the masks that are supposed to have bad luck. Okay, this will be but funny. They're truly bad luck. Now... Hey, oh, right, this is Skipper. Yeah, Alan Hale does a very bad job in this whole thing, this whole series. He sucks, but not right here. Right here, he's as funny as Lou Costello. So he's <laughs> sexually excited by Ginger, and it's weird. He hasn't done that the whole series. Yeah, you're right. Maybe because it's... uh Fortunately, they're the same age. Ginger. Dude. Dance? The professor? I can't do the hula. Okay, here we go. Now he's... All right, I will revert to Now, it's 1979, so they're being cool about it, but he is sexually excited. Right. Well, you can tell from those 70s pants, he's got a raging one right now. <laughs> Look at that. You can see his heart on. Yeah. Like, you can't see shit. <laughs> so baggy. Well, none of them wear belts. Go again, Skipper, so they can't hang themselves. Right. Have you ever noticed on Gilligan's right. Island that they all don't have belts, but their pants holds up? It's just totally <laughs> unrealistic, Carl. I, I take the other moment. It could be suspenders. Okay, that was uh, right. That was funny. Yeah. Jerry Van Dyke was almost Gilligan. Gary Van Dyke. Hey, I want to recommend to our audience, go type in My Mother the Car on YouTube, and you can watch every single episode of Jerry Van Dyke, the guy from Coach. Uh, he had a 60s show where his mom dies and is reincarnated into a car, a jalopy he buys, <laughs> and speaks to him through the radio. And it's great. It's great. I, I was really happy to him posted every episode. Well, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Listen, it's funny you say he. One of his biggest regrets is my mother, the car. Uh, when the idea of Gilligan's Island was cooked up by creator Sh Sherwood Schwartz, as an actor in mind for the part was Jerry Van Dyke. The producer sent Van Dyke the script for the pilot. He hated it, calling it the worst thing I'd ever read. Jerry Van Dyke took another sitcom role on the advice of his agent. Van Dyke accepted the lead role as my in my mother, the car. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what? When he said, "I'll take the role in my mother's car," and then you hear the laugh track. <laughs> It'll be a hit. <laughs> and then the music, doing, 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 doing. Now we're having hilarity as the uh, boy gets away by swinging from brand, you know, like Tarzan from vine to vine. Right. We have hilarity as guilt. Now look. He's got parallel bars. You see them? They're trying to hide them, but you can see them. The kid's doing gymnastics. Interesting. 
Whoa! Skipper, Skipper, there's an underage kid on our island. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at him. <laughs> there's an underage kid on our island. Oh, he must have got misplaced. Uh, Epstein's Island is next door. There you go. Thank you. Bubba. That was a, I tried. Oh. I tried. Wow, this kid is uh, gymnastically athletic. Well, we're going to learn that he is training for the Olympics. Does this kid talk? He gives a heart-to-heart, -heart, right? Yep. Of course, right? So, check this out. When the Gilligan's Island first came on the air, a lot of people contacted the Coast Guard to rescue the cast. Seriously. Um, That's nuts. The, the American Coast Guard received several letters and telegrams requesting them to save Gilligan. It's uncertain if these letters were serious concerns or pranks or a mix of both. What other shows were around back then? Uh, hello, FBI. There's UFOs. I just saw it on TV. Uh, man, that's a show, UFO. Hi, Rob. All right. So now we come back from commercial, and they're meeting each other. I've been doing that stuff since I was a kid. <laughs> since I was five. Five? Yeah. Uh, Olympics. So we're getting the whole story why he ran away. The Olympic Village is just people fucking. I had to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, Raquel <laughs> Welsh was almost Marianne. Really? Well, she, she had a career back then. Nope. Well, wait a minute. I'm trying to think. She did it in 64, right? It was a show. Wait. Um, a House <laughs> is Not what? a Home was 64 on our show. And Raquel Welch was pretty much right. unknown. She tried out for Marianne, and they thought, you know, she's very sexy, but she's out of the running because she's not the girl next door. 66 was They're the lost. movie that made her famous and made her a sex symbol Six, two years later. You're they right. didn't know what they had. What? Yeah. Do you think this is just like lore at this point? Like, Sherman Sports wrote books about Gilgan's Island, and yes. uh, I, I think I tried to read it. And I, I back in the day when I was like absorbing every pop culture when things were current. Mm -hmm. I think the book came out in the nineties. Uh, I have that written somewhere uh, in my notes here. He did make a book all about Gilligan's Island, and that's pretty much why I've got so much material. Uh, not because I read his book. Yeah. Uh, about like interest like Carol O'Connor edition for Skipper, and this was before All in the Family, which was seventy one. So again, they didn't know what they had. <laughs> ah, Christ, Gilligan, <laughs> Gilligan. Hey, what what you call? We're like a uh, ship casted here. What you call? So now Tom Bosley <laughs> has a plan to get off the island. He's going to pretend that he's taking his wife's advice and just, you know, unwinding and relaxing. But he, like, looks like a bum. He's lazing around. He wants to stay for three months. He's trying to trick her into saying, please take me back home. Oh, 
Gilgan never did that. He never guilt tripped Skipper. Oh, I love it here on the island. I see us here forever. He's You're not crazy, smart Gilligan. enough. I gotta get you off this island. Yeah. But um, every week, this Mrs. week, on Howard Castaways, would do that kind of thing. Like shame or like. Yeah, they look. They're okay. a great couple. I mean, honestly, out of all the TV couples, uh, the millionaire and his wife were just, they loved each other yeah. so much. Yeah. But look at you. Look this at is you. a little funny. Watch this. Well, if you want to shave, that's okay with me. <laughs> all right. We didn't get a good enough setup. He was like, your hair's unkempt. You're unshaven. But just look at you. Look at me. And he says, "Well, if you want to shave, I, I'll, you know, I don't mind. I'll wait." <laughs> oh, oh! Quarantine alert! I shaved today. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? It's always a big difference. I love how I love how like they just they they decide to take their misfortune. They have an opportunity to to make something of their lives, and they still haven't changed their clothes. Yeah, really. Especially Gilligan and the Skipper. Especially. I know. This is all nonsense. They never had new costumes. You see, you, you look at uh, Marcia Wallace, then you look at uh, Marianne and Ginger. They, now that's a rack! Carl, alright, if we're going to have to go down the sexist road... Maria Wallace's rack is fantastic. I don't know what's wrong your problem. <laughs> I, don't see, I don't see what you're seeing. I don't get it. I don't want to come off as sexist, but I think there's there's something there. Yeah, two bumps in the road. Nope. <laughs> Did you ever watch The Real Gilligan's Island? I don't know what that means. The Real Gilligan's Island was a reality show on TBS. Oh. I think it was during the aughts. Where they found people to to hit the archetypes of the uh, original fifty <laughs> sitcom, really? and then put them on a real island. <laughs> and the big thing was that the millionaire's wife couldn't stand the fact that Gilligan was gay, and that they like milked that for episodes. They're like, <laughs> you know, oh maybe the professor was the guy who had the professor role, and that was the drama. That never happened on Gilligan. You know, give it up for Sherman Schwartz. Even though they're all white, they definitely got along. They definitely worked together. <laughs> you know? Like, if they said Gilligan was gay, they would be okay with it. They would. Obviously, Skipper's okay with it. Look at Skipper. He's been looking at that view for years. <laughs> In the bunk bed? <laughs> now, Mrs. Howell Were they always top bucks on a bunk? What's that? Oh, no, no, go ahead. I was just saying that they've always slept in bed bunks, and I think it's always been Skipper on the bottom. Yeah, that's just for crushing Gilligan reasons, if there's ever an accident. <laughs> oh, right. That was Endeavor's contract. <laughs> so Mrs. Howell was not a fan of Gilligan's positive. Island at all. Natalie Schaefer, she didn't like the show. She didn't like the script. She didn't like anything about it. So... She thought the pilot was going to be like this one-and-done acting job. She didn't believe the premise of the show was strong enough to be like be a whole series. And she was shocked when she got a call back that the show was picked up for more episodes. Now she was just like, okay, this is a paycheck. I'll do it. She hated the show during. Wow. Yeah, but what were the other 60s shows back then? Hogan's Heroes? Would you rather be like the zany Holocaust uh you know, German Nazi prisoner camp. 
let's take Stalag 17 and turn it into a broad comedy. There was no other, there was nothing. But, did she prefer to dress up in a bikini and be trapped in a bottle? I don't, I can't think of any other show during the 60s that wasn't like, you know. Okay, so. It wasn't just as bad. TV lineup 1979 on ABC. Uh, Barney Miller. Okay. Charlie's Angels. Donnie and Marie, Eight is Enough. That's pretty, there's something to watch there. Um, let me put in NBC. That was ABC. Well, you know, Carl, I, I actually have in my hands the complete directory of primetime network and cable shows, 1946 to present, 8th edition. Okay. And in the back of the book, they have the primetime schedule. Mm-hmm. So for sake of argument, I could check what was on 79 and see uh, what it was what competing was again. Them? But I, I could also ch- you know, actually, do you mind if I check uh, 64 to see what was up against Gilligan's Island? Whatever you want. Uh, also in 79 Alrighty. on NBC was Chips, Different Strokes, Hello yeah. Larry. Uh, oh, fact, Little Hello Hello Larry. Larry. There was plenty to watch. BJ and the Bay. Wasn't that like, well, now we're getting, into, we're getting into the weeds. Fred Silverman was this TV executive who turned ABC and CBS to number one. NBC hired him in the late 70s, and he proceeded to crank out Super Train, uh, Pink Lady and Jeff, and a lot of other, like, oh, as well as, like, different strokes. Oh, no, Brendan Tartikoff kind of was the genius behind, like, Punky Brewster and, and mm-hmm. you know. I remember okay, so Punky let's see. Brewster, only that it was this little kid. And so when my son Keith, the littlest one, I said, come here, Punky, Punky Brewster, you know, put him on my knee. Come to find out Punky Brewster, he came to find out Punky Brewster's a girl. He's like, Dad. <laughs> from, uh, from uh, was it, wasn't she in, uh, didn't she have a second role? Oh, no, no, I'm thinking of uh, Blossom. I beg my pardon. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm looking at the schedule. Fall of 64 on a Saturday. Uh, Gilligan's Island was on at uh, 8.30. Yeah. It was the Jackie Gleason show from 7.30 to 8.30. Gilligan's Island, Mr. Broadway, and Gunsmoke. Uh, but they were competing against Lawrence Welk and Kentucky Jones on NBC. Wait a minute. Now, this is May 3rd, 1979? No, no. This is back in 64. This oh, is when my, it premiered. Okay, okay. Let me go ahead and check 79. So May 4th. Uh, can, you, can you tell me what day of the week it was? Uh, no. Uh, May 3, 1979? No. I'm, not an, I'm an idiot, not an idiot. Savant. Fine, I'll Google it. Let me Google it. May three, third, nineteen, third. Okay. It was a Saturday. Ladies in the Bay Cane Lounge. Okay, so uh, what happened on May? I don't really. It was a Thursday. Okay, so let me go ahead. So Thursday there was Barney Miller soap and twenty twenty. Oh no no I beg my pardon. ABC started off at 8 o'clock with Laverne and Shirley, Benson, Barney Miller, Soap 2020. That is a solid three hours right there. Yeah. I turned to CBS. I had Walton's, Hawaii Five O, and Barnaby fucking Jones. Yeah. Solid. And then uh, NBC, and I could see it was Buck Rogers, Quincy M.E., and Kate Loves a Mystery. Okay. So, so well, actually, did... we're talking about May, so let me see if they... Who did this compete against? Oh, no, I take it back. Okay, so I take it back. So back, I'm looking at the fall schedule for 80. 
and May would kind of fall in there. There was something called the NBC Thursday Movie. It was at 9 o'clock. NBC had games people play at 8, and then the NBC Thursday Movie. So it must have premiered then. Mm. So it was competing against Magnum P.I. and Knots Landing on CBS. That's right. And then on ABC, they had uh, Barney Miller, It's a Living, and 2020. And I do remember It's a Living. Yeah. You can't compete against the late Tom Villard in It's a Living. Yeah. Um, This was highly rated, according to the Internet. Uh, Okay, we're wrapping up here. Let's let's see. and how long? Yes, Robbie. It must have been very important to you. Mom, I've been saying that for months. Well, I guess there is a time for work and a time for play. <laughs> sometimes we're like a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we just don't hear. Aww. Aww. Honey, if you turn to ABC, we could watch the last 10 minutes of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> The Scarsdale Killers on. <laughs> um, I used Whoa. to think that uh, show was going to do 2020 before it aired because I had 2020 hindsight. <laughs> you know, Mike, well, I. That's all my dad watched. We had 2020 vision. This year, I've been yeah. looking at girls' butts a lot more because um, I have 2020 hindsight. Especially this year. Yeah. Well, I have uh, I bought a TV. It's my 2020 television. Uh huh. I have 2020 television. Yeah, I bought it this year. 2020 vision. No, 2020 television. Okay, now here comes the Keep wrap. Going, that's up a year of masks. Okay, the the evil masks. Yeah, right. I remember that. Yes, on the islands, boy is like bread. Here comes the wrap up. Did, did we ever see them eat a banana or an orange or an apple from that pile of fruit on the table? Right, it's, it's got to be plastic. Yeah. Oh, okay, we're still getting the wrap-ups of, I'm sorry I put you through such problems, honey. It's okay, I love I'm sorry you. I put you through such trouble. I love you too, Carl, even though I made you watch this movie. How many times did you watch this? This is my fourth fucking yeah. time. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Listen, I got the next two movies lined up, and then we'll uh, you'll pick the movie. Okay. Okay, here it comes. Bad luck. Bad luck. Until we found the remains in Cincinnati. <laughs> Lovey, I keep telling you, Chicago. Chicago. Houston, I have as much right to an opinion as you have. Well, now I can tell you. Labels in the masks that read "Made in Chicago, Illinois." Well, I made those labels myself. You mean those are actually primitive native Polynesian masks? Precisely. And I hope I prove to you all just how absurd the ancient superstitions really are. I just pretended to find those labels in the masks to show you stereotype that stereotype is shocked. Oh yeah, right. They were what? Huh? Oh no, the drums are making the statues rock. Oh, that's creepy, Carl. This movie, this this theatrically released full-length movie, has gone from comedy to terror in the in the last five minutes. Now it's back to comedy. (laughs) 
Where was the money shot? They just cut the Russell Johnson with a, a bowl on his head. I didn't see it, man. Look at that hair. We don't see the event. We see the after. Yeah, I paid good money. I, I, this is what I would complain. And then the oh, and there's a but wait a minute. So there's no like they don't. Screw, I thought they fucked up. Like everyone left, and then they got stranded. No, but they actually. This is open ended. It's like you said before. It had to be open ended. Yeah, to be a, a pilot, and they didn't get picked up. Oh. Yeah. Well, right. Well, you know, but some of them too busy with Super Train. Right. He went on to Super Train. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been a uh, a tragedy. Oh yeah. Well, I do remember. Had I remember the ending of Gilligan's Island. They didn't. They didn't. When they showed these shows in syndication, they played the end credits. It wasn't. You know, sometimes they'll talk over it, but they wouldn't squish it to the side or put it in yeah, a little box or tell you to skip it. Yeah. You know. That started in the nineties. You would see them like. 